Hello and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Steve. With me today is... Teresa. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Uh, Today, we are... Well, we're talking about we're, something on our. We're that's we're jumping on a soapbox. We're jumping uh, on a soapbox. Um, it's just something that we've been wrestling with, and we had uh, mm. what would have been like the most amazing content for a podcast ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, at least for us, yeah. if we had just recorded a conversation oh, we had in the car, uh, the car as we drove. <laughs> I don't even remember where we were going, but it was. I don't know. It was a decent. We spend a lot of time. time in the car. Um, yeah, we live kind of rural, so it's twenty-five minutes to town and twenty-five minutes back. And if we are going uh, to the bigger centers to do shopping, it's an hour one yep. way. So we do spend a lot of time in the car, and oftentimes we don't uh, bother to turn on the radio or anything, so we just talk, which I know is weird. There's lots of people that are like, uh, weirdos. I don't know, weirdos. We're actually in a car talking together. Years um, have but one of the things, yeah, one of the things that we... <laughs> like, I'm on mission here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> stop talking. Stop talking. <laughs> I know, we just talked about how we talk, but you got to stop talking. Um, <laughs> one of the things that has kind of struck us and we've been wrestling through is just how uh, people... How is it that, how do we get people to the spot where they love the church? Mm-hmm. Um, there's, and how do we model that? How do we model that? Mm. How do we teach that? Mm. How do we train kids up to love the church, right? And yes. By God's grace, we've got three three kids. Um, um, almost and, all adults. And Oh, yeah, almost all adults. Mm-hmm. Our, our youngest is graduating from high school this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but they love the church. They, they you know. Um, Thank God for that. When they're not, when they weren't at home and they were at uh, post-secondary, the older two, they jumped into church in their location, right? Mm-hmm. Like they got right. there. Um, our our youngest is coming out of high school and he's already committed to a summer working at uh, a Christian camp followed by uh, Bible college, right? So yeah. um, they've got this love of the church, but they've also been raised as pastor's kids. Right. So... Which often we tried goes really the other hard way. to, yeah. I was going to say we tried really hard to insulate them from the hurts and the hard stuff of church, right? But modeled to them like this is a right. non-negotiable. Like, yeah. church is it's not a we have to; mm. it's a we get to. We go, get to right. Yeah. And one of the things that we've been really wrestling with is just how easily mm. so many people just say. Peace out. I'm yeah. not coming this week because, and then fill in whatever hobby or thing that right. they want to fill they're in. Just, right, like not so. Committed. Most people uh, aren't. We're in. We're in kind of springtime here in in the area that we live in. So golf has started back up, and okay, yeah. hockey is kind of ending because we're in Canada. Um, yeah. You know, soccer his fields are are getting full of kids. Um, camping is beginning because we're in vacation. Uh, land in BC in the Shushwap, so it's lots of lakes, um, and people just start to to choose to chase all of those other things, right? They yeah. they do all sorts of things, and sometimes you just find out like they just they just stay wanted home, a morning at home, right? They just they yeah. just oh, I needed a I needed a me morning, yeah. And uh, there's something about it that just feels so wrong, yeah. But we live in a culture where 
everybody celebrates this. Yeah, you got to take this time for you. Well, you so we kind of wanted you. to look at, yeah, we kind of wanted to look yeah. at uh, what is it that causes people to hold the, the, the gathering together as believers that part um, in high, high regard, right? In high regard, yeah, right? Yeah. So here's the question, and I didn't right? prepare Teresa <coughs> for this <laughs> at all, but no, you never do. No, I never, I never do because I'm not very nice. Um, what is it that you like the most mm-hmm. about gathering with God's people on the regular? Like, so not like a special thing. Like this weekend, Teresa's going to a ladies' uh, deal. Actually, this week, her and I are at a pastors' conference uh, retreat with the Billy Graham Association, and then she goes right away and speaks at a camp for a women's thing. Not those. No, you just mean the I'm regular like day after day church, church family. Like our church family. What is it that you love about? Uh, do you know what? Being do there you want to know what I love most them. about being there? Other than catching up and talking to people, I I like that. I like seeing other people connect, and and talk and get to mm-hmm. know each other and start opening up their lives to each other. I yeah. love to watch that. I love that. And I think going back to what you're saying before, like all of these things that um, take people away from the Sunday morning, gathering together, whatever that may be, um, not to judge them, but to, I don't think sometimes we are always there, obviously, because, you know, we, are, yeah. we work we're, there, we're right? A pastor. Yeah. Um, but even when you weren't a pastor and our kids were teenagers, we still didn't miss because we were committed to the church. It was above all. But I think what a lot of people maybe don't realize is how much they're missed when they're not there. Like if you're only uh, 50%, you know, two out of four, or even, you know, one out of four, three out of four, whatever (coughs) it is, sometimes those are the only times, like I work full time. Actually, I have, I work two jobs. I don't have a lot of time in my life to get together with people Mm-hmm. outside of my already scheduled things. So I look forward to connecting with people on Sundays. And when all of a sudden they're not there and there's no connecting, you know, it could be a month before you're you're connecting and talking other than texting, yeah. but like face-to-face. And I think sometimes people don't realize that, that they are um, an important part of the family of believers at our church and, yeah. and on that Sunday. And it's not oh, well, someone else might come, but they can't be replaced. Yeah. You know, like, yes, someone yeah. else might come the and warm, we'll add them in. The warm in. body is not the thing we're looking no, for, right? No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So for me, I think one of my most exciting things is seeing other people connect and make uh, relationships and start to um, live life together. A so you're, you you get excited about the community. I like the, the community communal, aspect. relational aspect mm-hmm. of it. I do find Sunday mornings in themselves fairly exhausting. But yeah. they're long for us. But that is my favorite part of. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What do you like? You know, are we, crazy <laughs> Sunday morning. Yeah. So as the pastor, right? I, I mean, well, I solo could, pastor. I could, I could say I love the preaching, but that's oftentimes me. <laughs> is that what you want me to say? Uh, I, don't I about that. no, no. <laughs> no. I could say I could say that I love the liturgy, like the order. Right. And, right. And, right. But again, that's generally mostly me. Um, what What I actually love. And I have since we started doing communion weekly. Okay. Um, I this is just a personal disclaimer. I don't think of you less in out there listening if you love these things. But <laughs> we were using those disgusting um, little prepackaged communion deals. 
Oh, uh, where you peel off the top thing and you take the little wafer, which I'm confident does not actually qualify as food. Uh, no, um, like and then you peel off the other thing and you, and you drink this little horrible thing of juice. Mm-hmm. Well, as soon as we uh, Medicinal juice. could uh, post-COVID, um, we went back, we went to celebrating the Lord's Supper weekly. Yeah. And we went to actual juice in the little cups because we still had lots of those. And we, because, um, because we have a bunch of dietary issues in the church, uh, rather than do, you know, choose your own adventure, bread, <laughs> bread, yeah. gluten-free, like all of the choices, we just use rice crackers. Yeah. Unleavened <clears throat> <I know>. bread. <laughs> it's an unleavened rice bread. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I like them. they're there, but there's that moment oh. when we do communion. I know what you're going to say. Um, when the congregation puts that piece of cracker, that rice cracker into their mouth. And they crunch it. Oh, that is a good moment. And I you do can love that too. hear there's it changed the mm. Lord's Supper to something that you actually hear mm-hmm. it's tangible. God's yeah. people yeah. Uh, in remembrance, you know, symbolically yeah. feasting on their Savior, right? Like that yeah. that moment where we are all united in the sacrament of of, of the Lord's Supper mm-hmm. and receiving the grace that flows out and, and nourishes us as believers. But it's that audible crunch. Yeah, I do love that. every week, it's it catches me every but week. But when you're standing up front, because when I'm on the worship team too, you hear it better. It's like it oh, all yeah, no, comes it's like, forward. It's at you. you now, at the same time, I have to take a super small piece yes. well, I don't because if I get a really big piece, it's really hard to read anything after because my dry. mouth is dry <laughs> so, so I have to actually balance how big of a piece I take That's a fair. little bit more I know you often break them and yeah I, I take like <laughs> a super little piece yeah. I usually usually it's like a little magic show I have to hold a big one so everybody can see it and then switch it out for a little one so that <laughs> I don't uh, That's yeah, the wrong word you like a illusionist uh, sleight of hand also, kind of deal um, but that's what I love I love lately about church mm, is just I do like that too that Again, it is a communal thing when we all go through that process together. And I mean, it took us a little while as a church to prepare to do uh, the Lord's Table weekly. Right. But I, I, I will never go back. Like, if it's up to me. It would me, be weird now, I think, if we I, didn't have yeah, communion. Yeah, it's just part of who we are and what yeah. we do. Yeah. And it's part of our worship. And just that moment when the big crunch happens. Um, yeah, it's a good, it's a good thing. I, I love that sound, yeah. but more than that, I love the, the, behind the meaning behind yeah. the sound. That's so fair. there's two things, right? There's just two people talking. There's two things that we love about our regular gathering with the church and both kind of land in this idea that we're together, right? Yes. There's this communal thing, um, what actually happens lots when people check out of church and they, they get frustrated, um, it's also relational. They That's usually very true. They usually are mad at mm-hmm. somebody yeah. or about something, yeah. right? They don't get, they don't like rice crackers or they don't right. want communion every week yeah. or, uh, you know, somebody across the aisle, you know, is a, is a hypocrite. That You hear that one all the time. I can't, yeah. I can't go to church because it's full of hypocrites. I'm like, well... Okay. Yeah. Like <laughs> join in. Um, what I wanted to do, rather than talk about the negatives, right. is more talk about what are the things that should draw us in mm-hmm. that we should be in love with. Right. We were told yeah. not to give up gathering together. We and clearly, there's a yeah. whole bunch of things that we are supposed to actually hold up high as as the importance of what we do. And, and the first thing that is 
the biggest importance, I think, for falling in love with church okay. uh, as, a, as a believer is where and how you hold the centrality of the word. Yes. God's oh, scripture, so right? Too. We can't have church as a priority if we don't put a high value on scripture. No, that's right. And actually view scripture as the authoritative source of how we live out faith and practice, right? Yeah. We, we should actually be looking at the Bible and going, hey, this says that uh, we should, you know, sing sing songs and we should yeah. be praying and we should be talking about Jesus and, and uh, the church I go to doesn't do any of those things, yeah. right? So the word actually has to become part of how we, how we, we sort out, um, uh, our love of the church, right? It, it starts actually at the word. With the love of, we need to love the word of God. Yeah. We need to love the scriptures. Yeah. And I mean, we could go and look at, you know, second Timothy chapter three, verses 16 and 17, mm-hmm. all scriptures God breathed, yeah. right? And yeah. uh, we could look at, uh, Psalm 119, yeah. 105. It's like the, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. God's word is a light to our feet, lamp to our path. Yeah. And there's so many of those things that are that are important for us to understand. But once we actually start to to love the word, then as we go to church, we start looking for those moments where we gather around the word. Yeah. Um, beca- yes. That's because right. it is just like you said. People come in, and there's relationship, and you start to connect, and you relate. But there's a relationship that we have that is growing constantly with God. That's right. That is also with that's uh, right a pretty big importance. Yeah. Um, second thing that we kind of have to get used to and excited about, I mean, it's the importance of the, of the sacraments. Now, when we talk about sacraments, we mean the baptism and the Lord's Supper, right? This okay. is the, yep. this is the means of grace that God uses to strengthen and nourish believers. That's right? right. So we have those baptism Sundays where, um, you know, we, the last one that we did, four people got baptized, um, two, mm-hmm. You know, one one fellow that was here from China, <laughs> yeah. and two two of his grandkids who live here in Canada. Um, so, like our baptisms were like an international celebration of, yeah. hey, we're one, we're united in one body together, um, and that was that was it's special that I've already talked about. You know, doing the Lord's table, the Lord's supper, and celebrating that as a weekly part of our our expression of worship. The more we do that and we see these, these moments of participating together in the sacraments, we start to realize, like, this is beyond just us. Yeah, no, 100%. And, right? and I think when we lose sight of that and we, we let other things crowd in, I do feel that we are taking our eyes off of God in, in a lot of those when they become habitual. Yeah. You know, the habitual, everyone's going to have absences. Yeah. Well, and see, that was, that was the scary part for us. Yeah. Uh, and I talked with the, some of the, the, the people that helped leading in our, in our small church. Like if we switch to weekly communion, is it going to get old? Is it going to get right. repetitive? Yeah. And oh my goodness, once you start doing it yeah. that often, you start to realize like I can, we can actually begin to teach this. So yeah, uh, manna from heaven. I'm the bread of life. Yep. Uh, the the Exodus story. Um, like there are so, so many places that we can we can teach. Yeah. Um. You know the 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 truth of what was going on in in the Last Supper. Mm-hmm. Um. You know the 
the lamb, the the blood on the doorpost at accident. Like, there's so many, and yeah. it's it you just gives excited. it. Oh, I know, like it, but it gets <laughs> it gets you to the point where you realize we lose so much by not doing it. Yes. Right. When you yeah. only like. We are told to do it every time we get well, together. Well, I know, I and and we're so just so everybody kind of knows because I'm about to make a statement that if you don't understand, you won't know. But okay. uh, the church we're in has four different locations. Right. Okay. Uh, we are the only location that does communion every week. Yes. And uh, so they all, you know, the other places are like, how's that working? I'm like, no, it's amazing. Yeah, it's good. And they're like, yeah, we really love our communion time. I'm like, like all twelve of them. Like to my to our fifty two, you yeah. love all twelve of yours, 12 right? Of yours. Like, yeah, I hope you love it. Right. I hope you love it because it's gonna, like it's got to last you all month, <laughs> man. Ours was uh, like uh, maybe I'm just weaker and I need more, so I need that. I think it's good to keep our account short, though. Yeah, and Lord's, Lord's I mean, Supper I weekly. I think we do that. Hopefully, do that anyways as practice. But their communion table reminds us how important it is. Yeah, it does to be right with each it other does. and with God. So we got the centrality of the word, the okay. importance of, of the sacraments, so baptism and, and Lord's Supper. Mm-hmm. Here's one that it sometimes gets hard because people don't uh, don't always agree, okay. but there's a significance in church history, like actually understanding where we came from, how we got here, what mm-hmm. sacrifices people had to make in the past, um, not just talking back to like the book of Acts and the epistles and the early church, but like all the way through hmm. uh, and understanding, you know, how did we, how did we make it here? Um, yeah. how did it just, get just talking about the, the values and the insights and the wisdoms of church throughout the out history. Right. Hmm. So church we're in now is, a, is, a, is a garden variety Baptist church. So there's, there's a history that kind of comes with that, the Baptist, you know, kind of path where we were before, um, was a different kind of uh, understanding of, of, of church. It was more of a word-faith kind of movement in its long-time in its past, own, right? Yeah, origins. And so all of those things affect how church Yeah, well, and how you. it looks on Sunday and, and it helps you to, under knowing the history, mm-hmm. helps you to understand why, why you do the things that you right. do and why is it significant that we sing, you know, Fanny Crosby hymns instead of... John Wesley hymns. Why is it important? Just, that, you know, yeah, like yeah, whatever yeah. it might be. Whatever because, you choose. Because there's a history that comes with those things. Taking the time to kind <laughs> of understand those things um, helps give a context for people to understand the teachings and the practices of who has gone before them. Um, we're preaching through the book of Hebrews. Right. And we just finished chapter 11, right? We're cer- And I'm going to... That's know, a good one. Uh, tomorrow I'm preaching Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Cloud of witnesses, right? There's all these people that are ahead of us that are watching and are mm. they, they are there. Uh, and we have this reality that those people are part of our journey too. Yeah. And their, their history is part of our present and will be part of the future. Yeah. Unless we just stop talking about it and untether from all of those things. Right. Uh, but I think church happen, history but, yeah. can actually help us yeah. uh, kind of move forward. And that's another thing right. that we can I'll learn. Give you that. We can learn, and we can learn to love it. Right? We can learn yeah. to love it. Yeah. Um, this one's a little bit harder. People will okay. recoil, but uh, recoil. Yeah, the importance of church government. Oh yes, people will recoil. Right? I even polity. Tell you, that is so, you know, I know it's important. Policy, I've been in procedure, churches enough to know that it is the whole important. deal, order, yeah. discipline, yeah. that whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
and without it, hmm. there's Chaos. not a there's not a sport in the world yes, I know. that doesn't come with structure, league, teams, rules, discipline, control. Yeah. So that we're doing the same thing. We're all playing hockey or we're all playing baseball or well, we're all playing we're basketball. Because if you moving. decide that you're going <laughs> to play way. football and start tackling, like it's not going to work so good yeah, if you were supposed so to be playing baseball. So this right. is part or, of that deal is is yeah. those things, you don't want heavy-handed, controlling, no, goodness. you know, yeah. uh, psychotic church government. But we need there it. There needs to be structure. We need it so we have structure so yeah. that it, there's a predictability and a flow and a trust and the relationships well, and can actually grow, right? With that right? comes with some comfort, I think. When you trust your leadership, yeah, there's if a you, comfort. If you, can't, if you can't trust that your leaders are godly and yeah, you can't actually submit to then, them, yes. then we've got a problem. Yeah. Again, if you need passages on this, you can go to First Timothy and you can go to Titus. First Timothy chapter three, Titus chapter one, and it talks about the the processes and the structures and how do we actually make sure that we have leaders who are focused on the right things. Yeah. Right. And this is this is what it is. Um, I don't know. I've lost track of the numbers, but the call to evangelism and mission. Hmm. I think this is where most people actually, when they're young in faith, like you most recently converted okay. or mm-hmm. come to faith, however yeah. you want to say it, yeah. um, we have passion for this, right? Right. We've just figured something out and we want everybody to know it. But as you right. travel in time with Jesus, you start to be like, okay, I've been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. And evangelism and missionary, right? We got to yeah. do these things, like, right? But the way, yeah. and it, I get asked all the time, like, you know, my discipleship is kind of slowing down and, and, and I'm not sure how to keep growing. How do I grow? I'm like, start telling people about Jesus. Yeah. Well, why? Well, they're going to ask you questions. You're going to have to figure them out and you're going to have to answer and them. And it's a little bit scary for and some reason. Scary, it's scary. And you got to step out there and you have to admit what you believe. Yeah. Which means you have to figure out what you believe. And it's not in this world. Yeah. It is not a friendly place for those of us who believe at least not in Canada and the States yeah it is not friendly to be a Christian no to and, hold what and, the Bible says as truth yeah what I've noticed with people in church is the more committed you are to the Great Commission right Matthew 28 yeah the more committed you are to living a life that presents Christ as the way to yeah. heaven the only way the only yeah. way we look to teach and we look to baptize as people uh, proclaim who Christ is and repent of their sins and all of all of those parts that are part of the the Great Commission. Um, the people who are committed to that are the ones that are generally the most passionate about getting to church. Yes. Now that doesn't mean that they they actually do all the hard work of the evangelism and the missions. No, of course. But if they're like you know the the. This, the older saints who are supporting missionaries who are out mm. there somewhere in the world praying and they are and super invested and they money. are praying mm-hmm. like they're committed to being there yeah um, if you are the person who is constantly looking for places and opportunities to share your faith you get excited and yeah. you want to be part of the the weekly gathering because somebody might actually be coming in for the first time and you want to be part of that yeah. you you want to be part of that ever growing that's uh, right you know, relationship. That's right. Um, 
as we go through that and you see people growing and that's what I said about the discipleship right my 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 growth has kind of slowed down and I tell people go go do evangelism there's a the ten dollar theological word right the challenge of sanctification mm. and that is being made into Christ likeness right yeah the goal of of, of sanctification well, is process, is to look like Christ <laughs> yeah um we are going to be transformed as the Holy Spirit works in us hmm. towards Christ likeness. And we got in the more people embrace the reality that you are not the goal, your happiness is not yeah. the goal, your wealth is not the goal, your comfort is not the goal. No. Transforming collectively, individually to the image of Christ is the goal. Is the goal. Um, and the more that your church actually goes through this as a as a as a way to encourage and support the other believers, um, people buy into this, mm. right? They, well, get they it, start to believe it. They start the to, wrong yeah, they, they, they commit to that process, That's right? right. No, because to dig into the word, to be part of the sacraments, it. to hear church yeah. history, to understand the church authority and structure and government and be part of that, to be evangelizing and to be on mission. Suddenly you start to realize, yeah. oh man, there's parts of my life that I have to change. Yeah. Well, I, like, how do you get other people to love the church? You have to, you love, have the to love the church. You have yeah. to love it. And and there was a time I would say maybe just coming out of COVID where I didn't. I was like, God, yeah, I'm I'm tired of the church. I'm tired of feeling alone in the church um, and not supported. Like everyone else can have a pass, but you know we don't get a. I didn't ever feel like we got a pass, and I just really wanted a pass. And uh, it wasn't. We were talking about this just last night, actually. It wasn't until we held a prayer meeting that mm. no one came to, and it was just you and I. Yeah. And it's a little hard that night. Instead of, oh, I took my moment. I took my moment, and I was disappointed and I was discouraged. But then I just felt the Holy Spirit saying to me, "Just pray. Just pray." So we took that time. We took that forty-five minutes, and you and I prayed. And I think that was a turning point for me in that. Um, to step forward in obedience and just be like, no, I am going to love the church. The church is the bride of Christ. Yeah. He died for us. He died for the church. So we better be loving the church, mm. you know? Yeah, well, and it's we are his, his bride, bride, and he loves the church, Yeah, and he's coming back and for the church, And he's coming back right? for us, for those so who are faithful. So as the church looks forward to the return of Christ, mm. there's the triumph of the kingdom. That's there's right. the triumph of the That's bride. Exciting. There's there's that marriage supper of the lamb. There's this reality like we are going to be gathered up mm, by yes. him. Um, and, I mean, you can go to Revelation 20, 21, right. 19, all in there oh, where yeah. it talks about Christ's Good return. <clears throat> not worrying about not all end times stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. But if you're found in Christ, mm. that is an amazing moment where... Um, and I do this all the time with the people in our church. I say, you know, take a breath. Yeah. And they all do Breathe the in. inhale, right? They yeah. go, oh. and I'm like, you're still alive, right? Which means there's still time. There's still time. Yeah. there's still time to do all of these things, to share your faith, to dig into the word, to participate in all these things. But more than that, I also tell the church, there's two ways out of this world. Your time on earth as marked by God comes to an end. So you die. Or, or one day yeah. he is coming back. Scripture tells us that yeah. Jesus will return. Yeah. There will be like a loud trumpet blast and we will look up into the sky and we will see him as he comes to gather us up. And that will be pretty cool. Yeah. 
some however many billions of people in the world will look up and they will be confronted with Jesus in a way that we've never seen before. That's right. And that will be amazing. Um, I got four verses. Okay. Which are all printed out in front of me. But more or less what I want to... I just want to show how... Um, scripture talks about the church. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 to 27. Husbands, love your wives. Just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up to her to make her holy, cleansing her by washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church radiant. without stain or wrinkle or any blemish, but holy and blameless. Yeah, blameless. I love that. I, I think he loves the church. Right? Yeah. Sacrificially yeah. Gave, gave himself up for the church, not just for yeah. us as individuals, but the whole church. And he is at work making her holy through the Holy Spirit and what he did at the cross. And then as members of the church, we're called to love and serve the church the same way. That's right. And as husbands, how hard is it to freaking love oh, your wives? Yeah, no, we husband, won't get into that, but like that's, husband, a, that's a tall order. Husbands get, get, uh, <laughs> we get a yeah. hard deal there. Anyways, yeah. that's a Yeah, else. if you were to read the whole thing, right? It's wives submit and husbands <laughs> yeah. die. For Die your wife. For your wife. Yeah. Well, who so doesn't want to submit to somebody who dies yeah. for them? Yeah, well. Anyways, that's something else. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, yeah. as some are in the habit of doing, yeah. but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Well, the day approaching is what we just talked about, right. Jesus returning. Every day that you have, you're one day closer to his return. So what are we Which to means... Do? Get ready. And encourage each other. Yeah, and, and don't encourage. Give don't give up. Yeah. Love the church. Love the people you're there with. Commit into that and be part of it so that you're found Blameless. where you should be yes. on the day. First uh, Corinthians chapter two, 12, verses 12 to 27. It's long. It's a passage that compares the church to the body. Each member is playing oh, yeah. an important part. It emphasizes that every member of the church is necessary and valued, and we should work together in unity for the good of the whole, right? Yeah. You commit to a church, you say that you're going to be there, and then you leave. You are literally amputating part of the right. body of I believers know. off and leaving. Yeah. And, and you're leaving your brothers and sisters in Christ yeah. without the benefit of who you are, yes, your giftedness, your, gifts, yes. your insight, That's right. your process that Jesus is working through you, and mm-hmm. you don't get the benefit of all of what they have yeah. in, in that way. Yeah, especially with, if you're leaving to just not go anymore, right? Like there are times when you do leave a church yeah. for whatever reasons, but especially if you're leaving to go to nothing. Yeah. Colossians, this is the last one, Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 to 14. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Hmm. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, that which Hmm. binds all together in perfect unity. Again, we see the importance of showing love and forgiveness towards each other in the church community, which is what we're called to do. Now, here's the thing. Okay. This is where, this is where, as I said, we're getting on a soapbox, so I'm going to get on my last soapbox. Okay. As a pastor. Yes. Please don't tell me that you're not coming to church and then give me a reason 
that makes me want to yell at you. <laughs> okay? Like, but is it about <clears throat> you? Is it really I know. About you? But I've got people who tell me, <laughs> oh, hey, I know. I'm going to miss church. And then I find out that they're going on a missions trip or they're going to uh, teach a Bible conference or right, they're different. speaking at yeah. a, another church or they're doing all sorts of things or, or their, their, their college, you know, they got a, a missions trip or a, a weekend class. Yes, we get all it. All those kinds of yes. things. I do not need you to call me and tell me that you, you're hooking up the fifth wheel and going on a drive <laughs> because, well. It's camping season. That's why. Yeah. It sucks the life out of your it pastor. Does. No, it does. It it's... just sucks the joy and the life. Yeah. And it's hard when people just literally say, I would rather look at trees grow <laughs> than come to, to church with feet. you. I would rather, yeah, I would rather live in a box on wheels than come to church. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Well, because it sometimes, so much. And, and see, I know that people are good natured and they of don't course. mean harm. But when you tell me and you want me to be excited, I won't be. Yeah. I'll be hurt. Yeah. So tell your pastor, hey, we're going to be away this week. We're going to miss you. We'll be yeah, praying for you. Yeah, just leave it at that. And leave it at that. Yeah, absolutely. That I can live with. Yeah, yeah. But when you tell me that you choose something and I look I'd at it and go. I'd rather be anywhere else than there. So yeah. I'm choosing that. <laughs> <laughs> at least that's the way it comes out. And maybe that's just my own deficiency coming out. But uh and definitely don't do it on a Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, yeah, by the yeah. way, Pastor, we won't be there. Well, thank you. By thank you. Way, thank we don't you. want to come see you. Yeah, thank you. It's or worship Jesus. Sometimes it, sometimes <laughs> in the depths of my heart, I just, I get hurt easy. You get hurt. So, okay. um, yeah, maybe maybe find a way to encourage your pastor if you're yes. going to be away. I, I like that. Than, Leave it at, I'm going to miss, yeah. but I'm going to miss you. I'm be praying gonna be for you. praying for you. Well, guys, thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you, had, if you have enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or a comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day, and I hope you can join us next time. Until next time. <laughs>